See what the Lord has for us today. All right. Thanks, Brother Glenn. that it was much different from Fort Lauderdale. The first person who greeted me here, it was much different from the first person who greeted me at Fort Lauderdale. That's the most I will say concerning the welcome. It was a warm welcome. Did I say the welcome at Fort Lauderdale was that warm? No. I didn't say that. Okay. We'll have a conversation later, brother. With with them. <laughs> now, um, as I as we turn to the scriptures, you know, I'm remembering uh, a young man who was going to somewhere for the first time, and he was a bit timid to speak, and he went to an older brother, and. The older brother said to him, just remember these three things. He said, make it moving, make it soothing, and make it satisfying. If you get those three things, you're okay. So he kept remembering moving, soothing, satisfying. So he said, okay. So when he went back home, he said to the brother that it really worked. He said, how do you know? He said, well, it was moving because by the time I got to 10 minutes, people started getting up and moving out. He said it was soothing because by the time I got to 15 minutes, the rest of people who were left in there were sleeping. So he knew it was sleep. It was soothing. He said, how do you know it was satisfying? He said it was so satisfying that they, they never invited me again. <laughs> they didn't have to invite me again. So I've been watching you. I've been watching those who have been moving and those who are being sued. And um, I'll be watching to see if I've been invited to speak here again. I'm going to ask you to go with me to Hebrews chapter, chapter 12, verse 3. And I want my, my little friends to be with me. Um, I love young people. And um, I always believe that if you, if you gather from what we have, then uh, I would consider it a plus. So my young people, please be with me. I want to share with you and others some things uh, from bouncing from Hebrews chapter 12. But we're going to go to a few other scriptures 
we want to look at probably, I don't, let me not number it. This I might have to cut off some or add one or two. But in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3. Can I ask one of the young men? Can I ask one of the young men to read for me Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3? Just stand and read, man. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. So we we have here the contradictions of sinners against himself. That is the contradiction of sinners against the person of the Lord Jesus. The word contradiction brings to mind opposition. In complete opposition of what is in existence or what is expected. And the Lord Jesus, I want to remind us, that the Lord Jesus, he, his suffering was not just on the cross. And therefore I want to just bring to us uh, some things that I, I would consider uh, contradictory. But it is in the mental sense. Did you know that the Lord Jesus was pointed at mentally? He was to suffer mentally even before he got to the cross. And for some of those things, I'm going to ask you to go with me first of all to Matthew chapter 11 verse 19. Matthew chapter 11 at verse 19. I'll read that one. Matthew 11 verse 19 says, and this is the Lord Jesus speaking. He said, the son of man came eating and drinking and they say, behold, a man gluttonous and a wine bibber and a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. What was the Lord Jesus called here in verse 19? The first thing was called a glutton, gluttonous. Now, I'm sure that none of us here would go, would love to go to somewhere eating and somebody look at look at you and say, hmm, that's a glutton. She's gluttonous. He's gluttonous. None of us, even if it is true, even if it is true, we, we wouldn't want that. Now, what is it, what is it to, be, to be a glutton? Who is a glutton? A glutton is an individual who is not able to control his or her appetite. That's a glutton. Eats uncontrollably. I remember uh, back in Jamaica, there was a guy who we went to school together. And he was taken to uh, another parish. He was staying somewhere else. And they had to feed him. And when they were finished, uh, the... The person who was in charge went to the person in charge of those guys that came with him and said, listen, don't bring him back here. <laughs> don't, don't bring him back here. He eats uncontrollably. You know, this is what they were saying about the Lord Jesus. This is one of the things that was said about the Lord Jesus. That he was a glutton. And a glutton is an individual who is not able to control his or her appetite. Can you imagine? The Son of God is being referred to as a glutton. 
But then, not just that, because in the same verse, it says, and a wine bibber. You know who's a wine bibber? Give me another word for a, for a wine for a wine bibber. Who is a wine bibber? A what? Alcoholic. An alcoholic. A drunkard. Can you imagine? A drunkard. That was one of the things that they said about the Lord Jesus. How did they come to that conclusion? We don't know. But these are some of the contradictions concerning the Lord Jesus. He's a glutton. He's not able to control his own appetite. He just eats uncontrollably. And not only that, he's a drunkard. A drunkard is different from a man who is just drunk, you know. A drunkard is an individual who lives that way. He's categorized by that. We have those men back in Jamaica. I don't know if you have them here. But they, as you look at them, even when they are sober, even when they are sober, they look drunk and sound drunk. And that is what they were saying about the Son of God. He's a glutton. And he's a drunkard. These are some of the contradictions that the Lord Jesus had to face that we have here in Hebrews chapter 12. Then in the same verse, it also says that, the same verse is that we are also told that, uh, how about verse? Verse 19. We're also told that he was a, they're calling a friend of publicans and sinners. Now, when they spoke of him as a, as a friend of publicans and sinners, you know, it is true that the Lord Jesus ate with sinners and the Lord Jesus spoke with sinners and all of that. That's true. But what they meant here, what, or what is meant here is that the Lord Jesus was such that he identified himself with sinners in the sense that he agreed with them he supported them that's how they, they, they these are some of the ways that the Lord Jesus was seen a friend of scammers that's how he was he was seen by by some but we run along quickly. In verse, uh, yeah, some of these per persons here were, were, were tax collectors. Let me just say a word on that. That, you know, back in those days, a tax collector, as it says here, uh, publicans, the publicans were tax collectors. But they were scammers also. What these tax collectors would do Israel had to answer to, to Rome. And what these tax collectors would do, they would go to the field, for example, of the Israelites. They would look at their farming field, for example, and they had to pay tax. And he, they, they, so for example, what's his name again? Tax collector there in Luke. Um, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Matthew was also one of them. But I remember Zacchaeus. 
You remember he said that if I owe anybody, I will, I will repay fourfold. You know why he was a scammer? He was able to scam the people as much as he wanted because one of the things that they would do is, 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 is tell the owner of the field that, okay, you're, you're, you will have to be taxed $200, for example, 200 US, for example. But then he tells Rome that 100, so 100 goes into his pocket and then he gets paid from the other 100. That's a scammer. That's what, that's what Zacchaeus was. That, that is why he confessed to the Lord that if I have taken anything from anybody, I will repay it fourfold. He had plenty of money. He had scammed much. And therefore he was able to say, whatever it is, I will pay fourfold. And that's how the Lord Jesus was seen. The Lord Jesus was seen as a man who associated himself with people like these. But then I say we must run on quickly. In Mark now, chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. And young ones, please remember them because I might ask you afterwards to tell me one or two of them or if possible all of them. So please just, just remember them for me. You won't be, I won't be scoring you. I won't be... Um, marking you but it is good to remember these things and if you get them from now you will not forget them all right all right in mark now chapter mark chapter 3 verse 21 says and when his friends heard of it well let me read from further up says verse 19 and judas iscariot which also betrayed him, and they, and they went into an house, and the multitude came together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. And when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hand hold on him, for they said, He is beside himself. What is meant here by he? He, he, he was beside himself. Mad. Did you know that Lord Jesus was referred to as a madman? These are some of the contradictions. Many times we read them. Many times we overlook them. But Jesus here is referred to as a madman. He's beside himself. As a matter of fact, I won't go into it now, but you could look at it for yourself. But I'm, I'm almost certain that the account in another in one of the other gospels said that his family went for him you know why they went for him because he was behaving in a way that they considered him strange and they did not even go in the house because they didn't want to know that he he was related to them you know that kind of thing sometimes in life you have a relative that behaves so badly that you don't want anybody to know that he or she is related to me so don't don't quote me on saying this but the possibility that mary even mary his mother was there because it says his relatives and they sent to call him because they did not want to go in there they sent to call him because the report was that listen 
you have a relative here who is behaving strangely and they said listen he's beside himself so come and get him so the Lord Jesus was referred to as insane as mad these are some of the contradictions that the Lord Jesus suffered Paul a madman in chapter in the same chapter 3 verse 22 now it says and the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said he hath Beelzebub and by the prince of the devils casteth he out devils what were they saying here he is demon possessed and all of what he's doing he's doing it because he's operating under the influence of demons and Beelzebub I'm told was referred to as the prince of the demons the head demon this is how Jesus was seen while he was in this in this scene bearing the contradiction the contradictions of sinners against himself so Jesus it is not just when he was placed on the cross and they nailed in his, his hands and his feet and pierced his side even before he got to the cross he suffered immensely the, 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 their plan was for him to suffer from day one straight into death so they said he's demon possessed in verse in verse in chapter John chapter 19 John chapter 19 and we are coming down to the end of this John chapter 19 verse 34 John chapter 19 verse 34 but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water this was after he was dead you know you must always remember that when the Lord Jesus was pierced in his side he was already dead why is it that a man who is already dead hanging there pronounced dead why is it that a soldier was, would go to his side and pierce his side he's already dead but such was the contradictions of sinners that even, even when he was dead, it's as if they were not satisfied. His hand, his 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 side was pierced. Now we know that we know that uh, spiritually speaking and scripturally speaking, uh, uh, he he being pierced in his side and there came blood and water is much more than just what they were thinking. But I'm just thinking about what their thoughts why they did it we know that it was much higher than that spiritually but humanly speaking why who would see a man lying dead on the street and go up and shoot him who would see a man hanging on the cross with his head bowed and blood coming from his head as a result of the thorns. Blood coming from both hands. Blood 
all over, blood from his feet. Somebody said when the Lord Jesus was, was, was hung there, he was a bloody man. Blood all over. And somebody also said, you know, that the area where the cross was, though it was sandy, but for the first time there was red sand. Stained with the blood of the Lord Jesus. And after all of that, there was still a soldier who was brave enough and wicked enough to pierce his side after all of that. And also in, in, in um, after his death though, I'm going to go to Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27, verse, I'm going to read from verse 62. Matthew 27, verse 62 says, Now, the next day that following the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulchre be made sure unto until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people he is risen from the dead, so the last error shall be worse than the first. And we know that Pilate gave them the, the go-ahead to, to take care and to do what they wanted to do. I'm not going to talk about the stone. I'm not going to talk about what Pilate did, what Pilate said. What I want to zero in on here, brethren, Friends, verse 62, 63, when those men referred to the Lord Jesus as that deceiver. That deceiver. The first deceiver was the devil. That's the first deceiver. And if we had time, we could... Look at how he deceived Eve. Because the scripture says Adam was not deceived. But in the book of Revelation also, we are told that he shall be cast into, that's during the millennium, the devil will be cast into the bottomless pit for 1,000 years, and the scripture says that he might deceive the nations no more. And you know, after that 1,000 years, he will come back and deceive the nations again. He's imprisoned for 1,000 years, but that nature does not change. The devil is a deceiver from the beginning, and he cannot change. And, the, and, and men we're willing to put our Lord Jesus on that same level. Putting the Lord Jesus on the same level of the devil. They said that deceiver. And take note, take note how they take note how they addressed Pilate. They said, how did they address Pilate? They said, Sir, 
But when they were addressing the Lord Jesus, they said, that deceiver. And these are some of the contradictions that the Lord Jesus faced, as is mentioned there in Hebrews chapter 12. So the Lord Jesus, he was called a glutton, man who eats uncontrollably. He was called a drunkard, a man who drinks alcohol uncontrollably. He was referred to as the, the friends of scammers, if I may put it that way. He was referred to as a madman. He was referred to as one that was demon possessed and all of what he did. Because you see at one point they could not say these things were not done. But they said they were done, yes. But how, did, how were they done? They were done because he was he's under the influence of demons. That's how low they put the Lord Jesus. And they pierced his side even after death. And even when he was dead, Pilate was called Sir. While the Lord Jesus was referred to as that deceiver. And even the language of the brethren tells us, gives us a little of what was in the heart of these men. They did not say, they did not say he is a deceiver. They said that deceiver. He was marked. That deceiver. He was marked as a deceiver. They did it in such a way that Pilate could not misunderstood. Pilate could not give them the authority to go to another man that was dead. There are three of them who remember. But he was, he was pointed out in such a way that Pilate could not think it was any of the thieves. Because they, they pointed out pointed him out in such a way they said that deceiver not those thieves but that deceiver and so the Lord Jesus was he suffered as we as, as was said there in, in, um, in Hebrews 12 he suffered the contradictions of men against himself the Lord Jesus, you know, in, verse, in Matthew, uh, 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 I did not have that before, but I just mentioned it in Matthew 27, you know, at his cru crucifixion, you said that in verse 40, 42, you said he saved others, himself he cannot save. They were mocking him as Savior. He saved others. You know who was leading this charge? The high priest. The chief priest. Mocking him with the scribes and elders. If nobody else was to be, if I put it this way, well, the scripture says concerning the high priest, there are two things that should characterize him. He should be merciful and faithful. He must be faithful to God and merciful to man. If, there, if, if nobody else at the cross, 
if there were thousands of people at the cross and everyone was against the Lord Jesus, there was one man who should not be joining them. That was the high priest. And he was the one that was leading the charge when they said, he saved others. So they mocked him as savior. Then in the same verse it says, if he be the king of Israel, they mocked him as king. Then it says, uh, if he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. They mocked him in these three ways. They mocked him as savior. In other words, you are no savior. They mocked him as king. You are no king. They mocked him as the son of God. You are no son of God. These are some of the contradictions that the Lord Jesus suffered as we have there in Hebrews in Hebrews um, 12. So, especially for my younger ones, I'm going to recap them very, very quickly. Uh, hope I can recap it in one minute. And you must have them. One, he was called a... As a matter of fact, young men, help me. He was called a... The first thing... He was called a glutton. The second thing... A wine-bibber. Third thing... A friend of sinners. The third, the fourth thing... He was a madman, yes. And then... Repeat that. Demon possessed, yes. And then... And then the... Then the deceiver... So it was only six of them, or was it seven? And then he was, they were not satisfied. And he was stabbed. stabbed. Yes, he was stabbed right after his death. Young people, remember those. And for those of us who are older, let us remember them also. Let us keep them with us. These are some of the things that Jesus suffered. And if you are here, you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. In that same verse, in Hebrews 12, but verse 3, it says, Consider him. Consider him. Consider him. And if you should consider him, it should move you to want to accept him as your Savior. Well, another thing I was told that um, when you get up, you must do three things. You must get up, speak up, and shut up. I did get up. I did speak up. I think it's about time for me to shut up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Glenn. Um, what an amazing Lord we have, right? One who was willing to endure all that for us. And have you ever been insulted? I don't know. Has, has anyone ever been insulted? You have. Okay. Well, if you ever have, we only have one who's been... Oh, you have. If you've ever had somebody look at you and look at you the wrong way and think wrong of you, the Lord Jesus knows what that feels like more than anyone else. And we can take rest knowing that we have not suffered like Him. And one day we will be with one who loves us more than we could ever imagine. And uh, it's been great to be together. Let's... Uh, Close in prayer. I think the one was, uh, in spite it was a tribulation, but it was still true. He was friend of sin. 
Yeah. Thank God, yes. <laughs> Thank God. He's a friend of sinners. And that's true today. Just like Brother Glenn said, if there's anyone here who you've never really trusted the Lord, guess what? He is still reaching out His hands to you, just like He was to Zacchaeus. And He told Zacchaeus, I'm going to come to your house today. I want to, I want to come to your house today. And He wants to come to your house today too and dwell with you. So let's pray and we can give God thanks for all that He's blessed us with today. Father God, we thank You for this time we've been able to spend together and to sit under the, under the reading of Your Word, Lord, as we see the Lord Jesus. Nothing would turn Him back from His mission. It doesn't matter what He endured. And you know, He knew all this in advance before He even came into this world. But He was willing to come, to bear that shame, to bear that mockery, and even that physical pain that we might be redeemed and set free. We thank you for that love. We thank you for our brother's willingness to come and share with us and our brothers and sisters sharing their uh, blessing of song with us. And we pray that you would uh, bless the food that's been provided for us now as well, the physical food, that as we eat it, we can be strengthened for your work we can continue to encourage each other in conversation that is uh, glorifying to you and edifying to one another. Be with those who are with us today. Uh, whatever the cause, we pray you bless them, Lord, and comfort them. Draw near to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So I believe that there's... Uh, do we get in line when we go back there? Or it's not quite ready Colin is back there. Five minutes, son. Yeah, we'll make our way leisurely to the back. We can only we can only use the back door. This front door is broken, so try not to break it more. Use the back door.